0: This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. They called us deplorables. We're
1: not gonna take
0: it. They shut down our country.
1: We we ain't gonna take it.
0: They say our thoughts are disinformation. Oh, hey. Is our response the Rob Carson Show? And uh, happy Monday to you! It's a new month. It was
2: September when we uh, when we left, and now it's October. My favorite month, and not just because it's a birthday month like you and so many, um, so many in the audience are October babies. You always say this: uh, October, November babies. The biggest month of the year for birthdays is October, and I've heard. Is because uh, Valentine's Day, I guess, the only time that uh, cisgendered uh, heterosexuals have sex, I guess, is when it happens. Is uh. Valentine's Day, when you're not getting, uh, you know, that one solo rose from 7-Eleven because you completely forgot about Valentine's Day uh, on your way home. But anyway, that's, uh, that's it. It's, it's October. It is a big month. It's the last month before November, which, of course, November the 8th is the uh, election. We've got plenty of stuff on the election today, including what the Biden administration is doing in preparation to get the word out. From leftist groups to vote for Democrats to register and vote, and then also, oddly enough, uh talking to the IRS and D.O.J. about the possibility of violence on election day or after, if something might happen. It's weird that way. There's a lot of stuff to uncover. We're gonna get to it all. But don't think there won't be some sort of uh chicanery. Don't think that the Democrat Party is just going to uh let themselves get keel hauled by the Republicans, which is what should happen. The American people are sick and damn tired of all the nonsense that's going on in the world, uh, and in the country particularly, and uh, they are motivated. And the only way that Democrats will be able to, could be able to, hold on to power is to cheat. I absolutely mean that 100%. You know why? Because uh, I'm not stupid, and I wasn't stupid last time. And by the way, our federal government literally created an enemies list during and after the last election. All of these things I have been saying for years. For years. For years. But you see, you've been told that your opinion on a number of things has been disinformation or misinformation. If you say that uh, I don't believe that uh, I need a fourth COVID booster, Which would be true. You don't. Uh, If you get it, you're a fool. There's no reason for it. All you're doing is hurting your own immune system. If you just do a little bit of reading, if you think that getting COVID boosters ad nauseum is going to help you, all you're doing is wrecking your immune system. Now, I said that because I've done some research and I can say it because it's my opinion. It's guaranteed by the First Amendment of the United States. But you were told that if you had a difference of opinion with the federal government uh, or its agencies, it would be called COVID misinformation or disinformation or election misinformation or disinformation. And that's why I immediately called out the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. And I said, if you hear the words misinformation or disinformation, they know you know the truth. And now we know they went after you. They went after you to silence you. They did it to me. I can prove it. I can prove it. And I'm going to. Hell is coming November the 8th. And then hell on steroids has to come November the 9th. Oh, by the way, uh, just real quick uh, thoughts and prayers not only to the the long suffering people of Martha's Vineyard after the affront by Ron DeSantis of bringing forty eight illegals into Martha's Vineyard. Uh, it was very troubling for the people in Martha's Vineyard. They still are getting counseling. I believe they brought in some uh, uh, service animals, small puppies, and goats to uh, to you know they can play with them and hold them in their laps while they think about those brown people who arrived from a bus into town, and they didn't even have leaf blowers on their backs. It was a little bit distressing. Nancy Pelosi kind of uh, inferred that over the weekend. She was mad that Ron DeSantis would move brown people from uh, from Florida and Texas because they'd be needed to pick fruit and stuff. There's the American dream for you. Uh, and this is kind of maybe the reason why over 50% of Hispanics are saying, screw Joe Biden, we're done with this crap. So we're going to get to that. But again, thoughts and prayers not only for the long-suffering people of Martha's Vineyard, some who've had to live in homes with fewer than eight bedrooms. It's been hell. There's a, there's a housing crisis on Martha's Vineyard. There is. I mean, literally, Alan Alda was seen sleeping on a park bench outside of his 12-bedroom, 14-bath estate. Actually, I don't even know if Alan Alda has a place there, but, you know, probably does. I'll just say uh, James Taylor. How about James Taylor? James Taylor is seen panhandling. Uh, in front of his 12-bedroom, uh, 13-bathroom uh, mega mansion like uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, who, by the way, are uh, victims of white privilege. Thought you should know. But the other prayer I want to send out is to the, uh, the people of Florida who've gone through uh, Hurricane Ian and have to deal with the destruction. But I want to exclude one group, and that would be white people. Because uh, Kamala Harris said that the aid four people in Florida should go to people of color and uh, and white people clearly have privilege I mean what the hell white people why would you even leave your homes you've got your privilege to take care of you why would you even bother to get out of your trailer white people you're a white privileged person I mean, what the hell yeah that happened over the weekend too. little Kamala Harris said that that the federal disaster response would be looking at uh, a color of your skin first Kinda like they're doing with college admissions. Kinda like they're doing with so many other things. Even literally literally company companies say that they when they fire people, they will say that Whitey goes first. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything because I'm a white guy, and I have, uh, I'm have i privileged. I mean, I, jeez, man, if you could see my privilege growing up on a farm and starting to do work in fields when I was like 10 years old and uh, the, uh, the you know bullying and, and abuse that I suffered at school for over a decade and then, uh, you know, all sorts of... Don't even want to get into the home life and the abuse there and the father leaving at age 7 and leaving us. And, and, uh, but, uh, I mean, I am so wicked, wicked privileged. Uh, the, oh, and this is kind of funny. The, uh, the damage for Hurricane Ian, they're saying, is approaching the uh, amount of money we've sent to uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Kind of put it in perspective for you. Damage estimates remain uh, very preliminary, but it is clear the hurricane is expected to severely disrupt economic de- activity for over 10 days. Power cuts, flight cancellations, energy production. Oh, yeah, all those houses that got destroyed, including where white people lived. It's, it's kind of strange, but they're privileged, so I'm sure they're going to be fine. So uh, CoreLogic, uh, they do uh, property analysis. Uh, they said that uh, wind-related losses, $32 billion. Flooding can go as high as $15 billion. Costliest Florida storm since Hurricane Andrew made landfall 1992. I remember that because I did uh, drives for potable water and food when I was in radio. Uh, they say that the estimated total cost could be $40 billion, far less than we've sent to uh, Ukraine for a war. And, and by the way, we haven't even received an itemized list of what they got, uh, but they've been sending money by the pallet loads to a country that has been known for corruption and money laundering of the world's oligarchs. So that maybe should put a red flag up for many of us, but don't worry about it. You can trust the Biden administration. Moody's, and by the way, they're you know, Moody's is so weird. One day they're really cool, the next day they're weird, the next day you, you can't even talk to them. But anyway, Moody's, uh, you, hit, hit, you got it, didn't you? Uh, could reach fifty-five billion dollars act- economic activity in Florida. Could uh, could total loss of economic activity ten billion dollars. So uh, it looks like about fifty-five billion dollars altogether. Hurricane Ian, one of the most costly hurricanes ever, except for these other hurricanes that took place years ago. It was kind of funny on Friday. I said uh, they said that you know Hurricane Ian could be in the the top, could be the fifth highest uh, damage and most destructive hurricane in U.S. history. And climate change is real. Problem is, the other four happened before, and many of them around the turn of last century. So your argument is moot, and it's kind of specious and stupid as well. But uh, according to Moody's, uh, Katrina, $160 billion, kind of pales by comparison. It, we won't get to that kind of aid level in Ukraine for at least until Biden's, uh, you know, the second half of his first and only term. Uh, Harvey, $124 billion. Maria, $111 billion there. So there's that. Oh, and then President Biden, he personally called to thank Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer. This guy is, uh, I mean, he's a hero. This guy is absolutely, Christopher Hooper is this guy's name. Uh, You know, and and Joe Biden actually bragged about the call. He said, uh, uh... Hello? Uh, uh, hello? Are you there? Uh, oh, you're dead. Now that was uh, something else he did last week. He, uh, he thought there was a congresswoman in the hall, but she died two months earlier. He says, I told him how proud of him I was. Thanked him for all the work he and his coasties, coasties, Coast Guard, are doing to save lives. And, uh, by the way, he said of his call to the Aviation Survival Technician Second Class, oh no, Zach Loesch was the name, by the way. Zach Loesch was the name. I apologize. So, um, Thanked Loesch and Lieutenant Commander Christopher Hooper for the heroic work uh, that they and their Coast Guard colleagues had performed during search and rescue operations in response to Hurricane uh, Ian. The president thanked them for saving lives, asked for a report on the work that continues to rescue Floridians. He also asked if they needed any additional support that could be uh, provided to uh, accelerate successful rescues. Uh, They indicated they had gotten what they need to execute their final mission. Um, And then, uh, uh, despite Biden thanking Loesch for people saving lives, uh, what, what Loesch didn't bring up in the conversation was the fact that he's going to be kicked out of the Coast Guard in 30 to 60 days because of Biden's mandate uh, of the, uh, the armed forces be fully vaccinated. This despite Loesch submitting a request for religious accommodation as well as an appeal. Both were denied, but almost no religious exemptions were offered to our military because the First Amendment was effectively uh, bleeped upon by Joe Biden. Loesch pulled a disabled woman out of her uh, and her husband who were trapped in their back bedroom with a couch jammed in their doorway. He kicked through the wall in order to free them. Once they were freed, he went back to retrieve her wheelchair, securing it to his own body as he was hoisted up by the Coast Guard helicopter. Loesch also rescued several dogs and cats. Loesch did not want to bring up his pending discharge to Biden, who is essentially his commander in chief, and ruin the call. He said it just sucks that he thanked me yet the vaccine mandate is what's kicking me out. He said, I just want to do my job and I'm really good at it, it sucks. I feel like this is the job that I was born to do. What he didn't say was that the elderly people that he kicked the wall down to get them, get them to the helicopter, then go back and get their wheelchair, strap it to his back, then save their dogs and cats, is that he could have exposed them to COVID and killed them. Thank you very much. So thanks for your effort there, Coastie, uh, Mr. Loesch. You could have killed him, you moron. Because of COVID. Don't you just get tired of the nonsense? I get tired of the nonsense. And that's why my new slogan for this uh, election is, are you ready? I'm done. And we're done. That's it. It's been echoed across the blogosphere. It's been echoed by uh, numerous individuals uh, and uh, pundits and whatnot. Uh, I think Tucker Carlson did it last week after I'd been doing it for weeks. Uh, And then uh, uh, others, uh, uh, Jim Brewer, comedian, he said it with Glenn Beck. Uh, We're done. We're done. We're done. Coming up, I'm going to share some uh, some great audio from Ron DeSantis. He says, if you loot, we shoot. Oh, that was such good news to hear. I'm so glad to see that. And I hope it takes off in places like L.A. and New York and San Francisco. I really, really do. And then, of course, we'll hear the money shot from Kamala Harris, who said that uh, national uh, relief for Ian should be based on color. And Whitey, back of the line. Here's a number, 800 This is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. I'm Carson It's already the uh, 3rd of October. My birthday, by the way, is October 23rd. Thought you should know, you know, just in case. I like gourmet food, cooking stuff. You know, know, I'm just saying you you don't need to give me anything. I won't feel bad or anything. But there you go. So um, the Democrat Party has reached a new low. I know it's not. It's hard to imagine that they could reach a new low. I mean, is there something below hell? Is there? I'm mean, a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. I knew there's that, uh, you know, there, there's hell, and then there's the one in between there, you know. And, and there's something, I guess, below it, because the Democrat Party <laughs> used a hurricane, one of the one of the worst hurricanes that we've seen in a very long time, Hurricane Ian, to push an idiotic climate change agenda, which is nonsense. And then, and then racism. We'll get to that in a second here. This is from Jim Gossett. A mellow jam.
3: Climate change making storms bigger and more costly. Climate change is ravaging the coast. Oh, climate change in these
4: extreme warm waters. Climate change intensifying hurricanes. And they say climate change is
5: supercharging storm systems like this. One.
1: Liars on the storm.
2: Sounds like John Kerry.
1: Liars on the storm in his private jet. We blame the hurricane on fake climate change. We're liars on the storm. It's global warming. Cooling. Uh, Warm. Ah. We say the earth's too warm. Some places are still cold. And that somehow caused the storm. Global warming is our scheme to achieve our Marxist dream. We're liars
2: on the storm. When you hear the word crisis from a Democrat, look the other way. Me and my friend Al Gore. You're being played, kids. We're
1: dishonest to the core. I've spread lots everywhere to become a billionaire. Watch my net worth soar. Worth a billion dollars for a crappy movie. Man. A, pair a pair of frost we are. And Joe made me climate czar. We're liars, liars on the storm.
2: Liars on the storm. And by the way, remember that the world's it's elites really that, that world. are telling you that the sea levels are raising, that we're all going to die, they fly around in private jets which they demonize and say they cause climate change and almost all of them build new beachfront properties right there on the water. So uh, you're being played. Yeah, you're being played. Here's the Vice President of the United States, uh, Kamala Harris, talking about how uh, the federal response will be based on color.
5: It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and so when, we, absolutely and so did you uh,
2: i don't know if you, you i don't know if you do this but uh, you know there are a lot of uh, low-income communities that have a lot of white people in them And uh, I know a lot of really poor poor white people. In fact, I think I know more poor white people than I know rich white people. And I've never met a person as privileged as Barack and Michelle Obama. Isn't that weird? And I'm privileged.
5: We have to address this in a way that is about... Giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity. No,
2: equity is communistic. It's a buzzword. It's a, it's a crap word that was left in history, but the Democrats dug it up again, like disinformation.
5: Understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to... You
2: mean be- like in Berkeley with two rich, uh, elite parents like yours?
5: Being an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. Um, and and do that work.
2: You know how racist it is to uh, immediately assume that because you are a black person, you are uh, disadvantaged. I mean, that's really pretty darn racist, right? Because I mean, listen, I've got neighbors in my neighborhood, uh, mixed race uh, couples, uh, black couples, and the whole deal, Indian couples, and you know, and and I think they'd be insulted by that, honestly, because they live the American dream, they believe in it. But uh, this is an antiquated uh, notion by uh, Kamala Harris, who grew up in Berkeley, uh, the, the two very elite parents. Uh, one, she will not even acknowledge because that they, she's an Indian her mother and uh, there's no uh, there's no political capital be gained to be gained from saying you're the first Indian uh, vice president this is uh, FEMA's Deanne Criswell walking back uh, Kamala Harris's idiotic reaction
4: you heard the interview with Senator Scott and he talked about your agency um, he brought up comments from Vice President Harris and I want our viewers and you to listen to
5: what she said. It is our um, lowest-income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions. And Joe
2: Biden's having a $500,000 uh, seawall, uh, house or, or fence built by our government. It is a uh, seaside bungalow in Delaware.
5: And impacted by we're paying for it by issues that are not of their own making. And so even- we. When-
2: Absolutely. Wait a minute. She just said not of their own making, but I thought hurricanes were caused by man-made climate change. Oh. And
5: so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity. No, understanding we don't. Not, not at all. Started-
2: I don't want to be equal. I want to be better. Yeah. I want to be better. I want to make myself better. I don't want to be equal with everybody, and you shouldn't either. I want some people to be better than me. I know that's a pretty hard, high bar to hit, actually. I mean, very small percentage of people could do that. But I think you get what I'm saying. Uh, more on this, and then, of course, uh, the governor, Ron DeSantis, who's the template for disaster response, uh, sounds off on looters, and he says, just shoot them. I like that. I think I'll make it into a T-shirt. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. It is a uh, Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. If you would like to check out the podcast of the show, by the way, it's just called The Rob Carson Show Podcast. They take the whole show. And uh, my friend uh, and producer, Ken Decker, uh, shortens it up, tightens it up, makes it awesome, and you can just go to uh, any of your usual uh, podcast locations or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, and, uh, and get all the digital platforms. We want to get to a million downloads a month. We're getting close. But we need to get there. So if you would, uh, please subscribe. That would be huge. Uh, real quick, did you, did you watch some football yesterday? I'm just going to say it because I live in the breadbasket of America. I live in the Kansas side of Kansas City. And yesterday, I'm just going to brag on the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit because the Kansas City Chiefs made the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't want to upset you Buccaneers fans, but it was kind of like watching the Globetrotters play the Washington Generals at times there. Because of uh, Patrick Mahomes, this unbelievable little, uh, you know, little shot put pass to uh, the end zone from about uh, five yards out, where he uh, went through receivers like a hot knife through butter, and then and then they faked, a, they did a, a fake quarterback play, where Mahomes was in the shotgun, another guy came in was the quarterback and took sneak the ball in. It was freaking amazing. It was really, really, and and Andrew, Andy Andy Reid the coach. I'm just going to just. I don't want to exclude any because I you know football great. Your team is your team. I got to brag on my team. Uh, Andy Reid was in the State Farm commercial yesterday. Andrew Reid, the kind of rotund, uh, you think almost kind of like you know fairly bland personality. Really, I mean you know he's he's a hell of a coach. He's a damn good coach. One of the best who's ever lived. But he was hilarious in the commercial with Jake from State Farm on a plane and and Mahomes with a mustache drawn and a sharpie and it was I gotta tell you him and Tony Romo both really really good in their tv commercials so anyway congratulations to the Chiefs uh Ravens lost yesterday uh, you know touch and go on that one but uh that's all I'll say about uh, NFL football today. I think. I think. Now, uh, we heard that Kamala Harris said that uh, the reaction to the storm in in Florida should be based on color because uh, basically she affirmed that every black person in this country is born disadvantaged and poor. That's what she said. It's like Nancy Pelosi. Everybody who comes across the southern border should pick fruit. That's the kind of elitist, racist Uh, crap that the Democrat uh, party parrots. But this is Face the Nation. They asked the FEMA director to respond to Kamala Harris. You'll hear the host of Face the Nation first.
4: Yesterday, Florida's governor's spokesperson said that comments are causing undue panic and must be clarified. You're here. I'd like you to clarify them because Senator Scott called on FEMA to be colorblind, really insinuating you're not. Yeah. Look, Margaret, I was on the ground. I was on the ground Friday and Saturday. I was uh, assessing... Well, we don't
2: care about that, Deanna Criswell. Just, just respond to it.
4: The damage personally and talking to survivors, there are a lot of people that are going to need assistance as a result of this. Okay, we
2: asked you about the people of color getting moved to the front of the line by the vice president. She said that.
4: And one of the things that uh, I have known and I have experienced responding to other disasters, that there are people that often have a hard time accessing our programs. There's barriers to our program. And one of our- Well, why
2: is that? You've been around forever. Why, why are there barriers?
4: Focus areas um, since I've been in office is to make sure that we're removing those barriers. So these people that- Yeah, I would
2: think that if there were barriers there, you'd probably want to remove them because they're barriers you see. They're barriers.
4: Need our help the most are gonna be able to access the help that, that we offer. I know that the vice president and the president, they share these same values.
2: No, no, not really.
4: And again, I was on the ground. I don't even care. uh, Friday and Saturday. And I committed to the governor then that we are going to provide assistance to all Floridians
2: because we know that there are. Okay, there you go. And that's the way it should be. All right. But you see, the vice president didn't say that. She said the opposite, which says to me that this is a systemic uh problem it's on college campuses it's in federal agencies it's in corporate america and it's nonsense and it exists let's go to uh, james in salisbury maryland hello there james welcome to the rob carson show what's on your mind today
0: well i just want to say that climate change is natural
2: well yeah of course it is
0: you know and man cannot change the climate no matter what he does
2: Hey, you want James, this is kind of weird. This, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I noticed this weekend the silver maples in front of my house have started to turn colors and the leaves are coming off. Is that climate change? It's natural. Of course it is. Thank you very much. Natural you just made change. my point. Yeah. What else, buddy? Okay, that's about it. All right. Thank you for the call, brother. I do appreciate it. It's completely natural. It's completely natural, as is your child's puberty. You shouldn't mess with it. It's completely natural. Even if your little girl says she's a little boy, it's completely natural for her to grow breasts and start menstruating. Yeah, I said menstruating.
6: Menstruating? Really? Okay.
2: Anyway, here's uh, Marco Rubio talking about the damage that affects all Floridians, not just people of color.
6: Well, i don't think it has a comparison not for florida um their entire communities fort myers beach no longer exists i mean it'll have to be rebuilt it'll be something different it was a slice of old florida that uh, you can't recapture sanibel's basically flattened and even the structures that are standing i was with the coast guard two days ago as we went over and
2: all we should care about is helping those people out regardless of color regardless of anything
6: overhead on it even the structures that are standing um, have been damaged by water are probably uninhabitable and will have to be raised so I mean, this is a character-altering event, and it'll change the character and the nature of these communities. They'll be rebuilt, but you can't rebuild something that uh, is a slice of old Florida and bring it back. Now, let me
2: uh, just real quick mention something that has kind of been lost in the shuffle by the left. Florida will be be rebuilt with people. Florida will not be rebuilt by the government. Florida will be rebuilt by the people. That's the way we are. We are always resilient, and the days that we are not resilient or the days that we base aid uh, on the color of your skin or whatever, uh, those days are numbered and on the way out. The reason why Florida will come back so beautifully is because, A, the people of Florida— Uh, B, and right up there, the leadership of the state of Florida in Ron DeSantis being proactive, having 50,000 bucket trucks ready, ready to go in and clear the highways. On Friday, I got a report, 1,000 miles of roads cleared the next day. It's because we're strong. We are America. We are great. And the great people of America who would rebuild Florida and have rebuilt this country time and time again, a natural disaster, we're still here. We're still here, and we're as resolved to help one another out as we have in the past. Now, of course, there are a lot of people trying to take advantage of this. For instance, uh, the owner of uh, Yerb Labs, a holistic healing center uh, on the outskirts of Tampa, said his store had been set upon by looters. Said, I got a phone call with my video, and my neighbor said, police are inside your place. Thieves smashed through the front door, smashed through the glass cases, stealing vapes and other items. This happened in a bunch of different places. And then Ron DeSantis, well, Ron DeSantis said this.
1: The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, Don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law. Kind of
2: like, I don't know. I don't know, these big uh, Antifa and BLM rallies in cities that basically allowed people to go in and steal whatever they want. And in places like San Francisco, people can go in and steal whatever they want based on some perceived historical slight or uh, racism.
1: Enforcement is involved in in, in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin, if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you you can have people you know bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you, in the state of Florida, uh, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. What could that be, Governor DeSantis? And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state.
2: Well, wait, wait, I think he's saying uh, if you uh, if you go to somebody's property and you try to steal their stuff and there's somebody there who has a gun, who owns the place, they can shoot you. And what I would like to say to that is um, hells to the yes. Oh, 100% absolutely. And we ought to be able to do that in any city or municipality around the country. Yeah, I said it. I said it. If you own a jewelry store in San Francisco and a bunch of uh, people come in with hammers and they threaten you and smash out your case, you should be able to shoot them on sight. And the government should be able to say, we got your back. We have your back. You will not be sued. You will not be jailed. Nonsense. There you go. I know, I know. You are so extreme, Rob Carson. You are so extreme. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, you know what? If somebody tried that in my house, I have uh, three shell, uh, I have three 12-gauge shotguns, I got a handgun, and I got a, a very nice uh, uh, target rifle, a little twenty-two. So I could, like, literally, I could shoot a, a looter at 50 yards if the looter was the size of a dime. It's that good. But uh, I think it's great. Town of Bronson, uh, Florida, 140 miles north of Plant City. 27-year-old Matthew Adams charged with looting when he was found inside of a shuttered business. He's being held in Levy County on $135,000 bond. And I would consider myself lucky to be in jail on $135,000 bond rather than being shot dead, which is what you deserved in the uh, business that you looted. I know you're being so harsh. I'm sorry. Uh, Too bad, so sad. We don't have time for this nonsense anymore. We really don't. We don't have time for this nonsense and this lawlessness anymore. Why do you suppose Kathy Hochul wants to stop people from, uh, from having guns? Why do you suppose that the mayor of Philly, who's made Philly into an abject hellhole, wants to keep people who have legal uh, concealed carry guns from going to public areas in Philadelphia? Because the whole narrative stops when somebody's able to protect themselves with a handgun or whatever gun is necessary. Resident in Bonita Beach, uh, Natalie Semblina, posted a photo on Facebook showing a group of looters going through boats that had been blown out of the water by the storm. She said, people can be such trash. I've heard of looting, but to see it personally today was more depressing than property damage. But Ron DeSantis thankfully says, uh, we've got one one solution to that, and that is uh, you loot, we shoot. I, I got to tell you, that's the kind of stuff that I heard. I remember when, uh, when Andrew struck in 92, I was uh, you know, working on the radio my first gig out of college. We uh, rallied uh, people to send truckloads of stuff to, uh, to the affected site, and that was the modus operandi of leadership in places like uh, that affected by Andrew. And that is, if you loot, we will shoot you. And I got to tell you, considering all the bull crap that we've gone through, all the attacks that we've had on cities, on property, and all of the excuse making by criminals, it was actually kind of, uh, it was kind of refreshing. It was just kind of refreshing. So, uh, coming up, I've got uh, uh, Bill Maher suggesting that Kamala Harris should be dumped from uh, the ticket in 2024, and his sycophantic left-leaning audience that's fluffed every time right before he opens the microphone seem to agree. Crazy, right? And then we're going to get into what our government plans on doing in this election and what they did to silence those who said there was a lot of problems with the last one. Uh, If you haven't heard it yet, you will be shocked. And if you have heard some about it, you're going to hear much more. That's coming up on this Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. We will be back in a minute.
0: And anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson show. I want to mention.
2: One other thing, just about the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I know you got your teams and everything, but uh, there is a gentleman on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, he uh, he is a receiver, uh, running running back, I should say, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. If you had the chance to watch him yesterday, I've talked about this guy before because he was the uh, like uh, uh, 251st overall draft pick by the Chiefs in the 2022 uh, NFL Draft. He uh, literally went back home. Uh, and uh, was working at a Wendy's with his mom. And he was chosen by the Kansas City Chiefs in the seven round. And, and I said yesterday, my producer, this this young man is uh, is remarkable. And I said, he's not just running, he's running for his life. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but he is. He is out to prove those who would pick him 250 first. He's out to show them what they missed and what they're going to get. And I just think he's amazing. I think he's absolutely amazing. I was talking to my producer, Ken, and he said, you know, he's becoming my favorite running back. And I just, I wish him Godspeed. I really, really do. Because uh, a lot of people didn't believe it. There were a few, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were winking and nodding. They said, oh, God, we're going to get this guy. We're going to get this by seventh round. Oh, my God, this is so cool. When everybody passed him by. And he has given them what fur yesterday. I mean, he is, and he's a, he looks like, he's a small guy. He's not a really big guy. I mean, you look at him, compared to the other players out there, uh, he looks small. But, I mean, tenacious well, uh, if there was a tank in front of him, he'd run into the tank. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely remarkable. So I, I love when, when stories like this happen. I think they're uh, incredible. So Bill Maher on uh, Friday was talking about Kamala Harris. Bill Maher usually catches up with something I've said uh, usually two years later. Um, and don't get me wrong, he's still wildly wrong on things because he's way, way, way out of his league. Uh, he's been elite for a very long time, partied to the Playboy Mansion in the 90s, lived in gated communities. He's he's lost sight of anything connective at all with the average American. So he misses a lot of stuff. But here he is talking about how Kamala Harris has got to go.
0: Could see is replacing the vice president because...
2: Wait a minute, is that his audience? Yeah, she's just not very popular. He said the quiet part out loud. That Anywhere. Out loud. They're all afraid they might be called
0: racists. And <laughs> it didn't seem to work out. And um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket, you know? I mean, a lot of well, people Kelsey would...
5: Gabbard, remember, that was that moment in the debate where she brought up these, that there are uh, men and women in California that are in prison for these, you know, pot deals. And then she was laughing about getting high on the radio station and it was just like Chelsea Gabbard was like this heat seeking missile that was the end
2: of it you know all Kamala Harris has ever done is check a couple of boxes she is ungodly unqualified to be the vice president both uh, intellectually and experience wise
5: she's got a lot of in addition to being for some reason um, an off-putting person
2: she- oh, she's an off-putting person, meaning that she's absolutely unlikable. And that's why there's been such gigantic turnover in her office. Yeah. <laughs> she also now had... go ahead and defend her. In fact, here, eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Please call and defend Kamala Harris intellectually and with regard to her ability to do the job.
0: Borders are.
5: Because I think a lot of baggage that probably wouldn't do well under a lot of scrutiny
0: i just think she's a bad politician and i don't i mean i don't think i think she's a very bright person but Mm -hmm. i i I don't know just see i'm i'm gonna disagree with
2: you on the bright person thing because if you heard her talk just, just just saying just saying but Bill Maher, here's where he's wrong. This is what I keep telling you. Uh, Bill Maher, again, he, uh, he, he's right about, um, you know, usually after I've said stuff about two years later, or anybody with any common sense, he will finally come to have a come-to-Jesus moment uh, and, and agree with the, the, the common sense kind of stuff. But then he says stuff like, uh, you know, Joe Biden's doing a great job as president, and he will likely be the party's nominee in 2024, and they need to get rid of uh, Kamala Harris. You see how that happens? Oh, I didn't mention, this is Nancy Pelosi on Friday uh, being, uh, well, uh, uh, accidentally. No, She she's not being accidentally racist. She's racist, but she accidentally said it out loud. This is what she says about Ron DeSantis sending uh, people, uh, brown people, from across the border up to uh, places like Martha's Vineyard and uh, moving them out of Florida. Listen to this, guys. This is fantastic.
5: We have a responsibility to secure our border. We also have a responsibility to recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation.
2: Yeah, because they could become doctors and scientists and they could move in here and they could embrace the culture and our history and become the greatest people the world has ever known.
5: Or... Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. Okay. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers
2: say, um, mm. why are
5: you shipping these... uh, immigrants uh, up north we need them to pick the crops down here
2: there you go wow that's uh, that's pretty that's the american dream to democrats by the way that is the american dream let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: And it is the Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Welcome to it. The number here, it doesn't spell anything, uh, 800-922-6680. There you go. And uh, uh, 922-6680. It's kind of funny. I say it every day. I don't even remember it. Uh, and, and it literally took me a decade to remember that Rush Limbaugh's phone number was 800 uh, 822 I don't even remember it now. But anyway, here it is. 800-922-6680. It's hard to remember. We need to have it spell something. But anyway, if you want to uh, chime in, you'd be more than uh, welcome to do that. Um, you know, we, we've been on the air for about a year. Uh, we right now are in about 30 markets around the country, still growing. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, it's, uh, there's some contractual things with some radio stations, and they, they're in contracts with other hosts, but it's growing. We're adding Anchorage, Alaska. I'll give you details on that. That's a pretty big deal. I love the people of Alaska. I know we've got a hotbed of listeners in Alaska who listen online. So uh, the show is growing by leaps and bounds, and one of the reasons is because of great comedy. And uh, by the way, it's October the third, so we can whip out the uh, the Halloween satire. I needed
1: a favor. I cannot lie. They said, call Joe Biden. He's the big guy. What would it take to plant the seed? Haunter said, Boris. Here's what you'll need. You need some cash. Corrupt Biden family. You need some monster cash. Some monster cash. A big one. You should try. You need some cash. You'll get results in a dash. You need some cash. You need some monster Extreme cash gossip. The Biden White House is corrupt, you know Led by the big guy, Creepy Joe Their bribery scheme is really smart 500 grand for Hunter's are. You need some cash You need some monster cash Some monster cash Help Hunter build his stash You need some cash To really make a splash Give him some cash Give them some monster cash. Mister, mister, you left out the most important part. The most important part, Igor? Yes, the Bidens prefer small denominations and unmarked bills. <laughs> and by the
2: way, since that song was uh, was uh, created by me and Jim Gossett last October, uh, it's only gotten worse, and the FBI is complicit. They haven't done a damn thing about any, any of the, the controversies, including the Hunter Biden laptop. But, uh, but that's going to change. I think that's going to change uh, pretty big and pretty soon, provided the Biden administration, the, uh, the DOJ, the deep state, don't rig the election, which is what they are bound and determined to do. I absolutely believe that. It's not a conspiracy theory. It never was. Although the left tried to make everything a conspiracy or disinformation or misinformation, guess what? If you're a conservative and you believed things like the election was stolen and Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and there was no Russia collusion between uh, uh, Donald Trump and Russia. You were right. You were right all along. But they haven't given up on that. They haven't given up on silencing you. I'm going to share details on that. Uh, and, I, and I alluded to this earlier. Biden is tapping tax dollars to boost G- uh, Democrat registration. Not, not to just, uh, you know, both parties. Not just to get people to vote. Just Democrats. I mentioned this. They're, they're using groups who are wicked, wicked uh, corrupt like BLM. Among others, uh, congressional Republicans and election watchdogs are sounding alarms. The Biden administration is tapping left leaning nonprofits, giving them taxpayer dollars, tax exempt funds. Uh, congressional Republicans have written letters to 12 federal agencies and both the uh, Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young and Domestic Policy Director Susan Rice reigning concerns about the, bo- the order. One of the questions raised by Republicans is uh, how the departments will ensure that federal employees won't violate the Hatch Act in implementing the executive order. The Hatch Act uh, prohibits covered federal employees from using their official titles or positions while participating in uh, political activity. But that's what they're doing. Biden is revving up his reelection campaign with federal agencies, warns uh, Phil Klein, the director of election watchdog organization, the Amistad uh, Project, uh, with uh, Biden Buck. Yeah, alluding to, like, uh, Zuckerbucks, it looks like. Now, the Center for Tech and Civic Life received about $400 million from Mark Zuckerberg to throw the last election. Democrats changed election laws in all of these uh, battleground states, and then they put a bleep ton of unbanned uh, ballot boxes all over them. Other than that, nothing to see. Nothing to see. You got it? Yeah. Amid mounting evidence that left-leaning nonprofits are planning another push to turn out Democrat voters like they did in 2020, uh, this uh, this person, Phil Klein, said there's no reason to believe their conduct in 2022 is any different. In Wisconsin, uh, where the state Supreme Court recently ruled that the Wisconsin Election Commission illegally authorized the use of mail ballot boxes in 2020, the only remedy was to prode- uh, prohibit drop boxes from being used again. While nothing was done to punish or retroactively disqualify their use in the 2020 presidential election. Because you see, they drove by, they shot, and they drove off. And by the way, uh, leftist organizations admit they are specifically targeting their efforts on behalf of certain candidates contrary to the federal tax code that could jeopardize their exempt status. But they won't lose their exempt status because they're all left-leaning. Senator Ron Johnson, top Republican on the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigation, vowing to investigate a revolution that federal agencies used a private entity to outsource online censorship during the last election. I need you to listen to this. And if you think that there was no 2020 election fraud and that I'm a conspiracy theory, uh, you can suck it, figuratively. Okay? There you go. So Johnson reacted Friday night to a report by Just the News. John Solomon does great work. Four private groups worked with the departments of Homeland Security, which came up with the Department of Disinformation. We found out about it during a hearing. They had already established it. They had somebody who was in charge of it, the whole deal. And then the American people found out about it, and they had to blow it up because it was uh, Stalinistic. Literally calling itself the same thing that Joseph Stalin called his disinformation department. That's how bad it is. Yeah. So grouped with, uh, uh, worked with the departments of Homeland Security and state to censor massive numbers of social media posts they considered misinformation during the 2020 election. My Facebook page disappeared the day after the election. No explanation. Just gone. No recourse nothing it happened to thousands thousands it looks like what the federal government is trying to do is skirt the law and trying to figure out some way shape or form they can impact and censor americans abridging their free speech just the news uh, uh not noise uh, uh set on their tv show i do not want the federal government to be arbiters of truth but they're trying to be This is. uh, Let me see. We got Senator Ron Johnson right here. Hold on. We find it. I I play my own audio, so occasionally I uh, get a little distracted by shiny objects. Uh, Anyway, here. Yeah, here's Ron Johnson on uh, on the government's efforts to shut down discussion of the 2020 election, and their efforts continue into this one. This is troubling. This should trouble every American. It looks like what the federal government is trying to do is skirt the law, trying to figure out some way,
1: some way, shape, or form that it can impact and censor Americans, uh, abridge free speech. Uh, I do not want the federal government to be the arbiters of truth. Uh, that would be a terrible thing. No,
2: they are the arbiters of information and anything that you say that disagrees with the government is disinformation. You see how that
1: works? But uh, it seems like you know these agencies within uh, DHS, whether it's
2: CISA or the Ministry of Truth, Uh, That is exactly what the the Biden administration is trying to accomplish here, so it should trouble everybody. Uh, We're continuing to look into this.
1: I'm glad that you uh, opened up our eyes to this possibility, but uh, we're going to dig into
2: this because this is troubling. Oh, it's beyond uh, troubling. And this is how they control it worldwide. This is a uh, worldwide economic forum. There's a a woman speaking there, uh, talking about what they've done with Google. All right, so they work with Google. Now, Google, when you think of something, you Google it, right? You go, oh, I better Google it. Well, it turns out that you are getting, uh, obviously, I mean, anybody who doesn't understand this, you're a fool. Uh, Google steers you away from conservative uh, articles. They steer you toward left-leaning stuff, no matter what it is. Even when there's blatant um, fraud, whatever, you type in Joe Biden's, you know, whatever, it'll it'll take you somewhere completely. Hunter Biden's laptop, take you completely somewhere else because they're controlling your thought and your access to information. That's why you could tell should tell Google. Google to to kiss your rear end. And they'll be next to fall, by the way. Facebook is going. Twitter is going. YouTube is going. Uh, But here is the uh, World Economic Forum spokesperson talking about uh, uh, climate change. And if you disagree with the false narrative that the climate is changing, the planet's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, warming, that sea levels are going up, then uh, Google's going to make sure that you know what the government uh, says is the only thing you are exposed to.
7: You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, You will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources.
2: Whenever the government is put in charge of how you should think, you should be scared. Because it usually results in hundreds of millions of people being murdered by the same governments.
7: We started this partnership. Uh, see the 20th century, if you would. We were shocked to see that when we would googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information. No,
2: they were just differing opinions, and most of them are actually right. Right at the top. So we we're
7: becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science, and we think that the they w-
2: own the science. They say they own the science. They've been wrong about the science for about 50 years now on everything all of the predictions of the end of the world wrong all the predictions of polar ice caps melting wrong all of their predictions absolutely wrong world you know should know it and and the platforms Al Gore's stupid
7: movie 100% wrong just watch it selves also do um, but again it's it's it is um, it's it's a huge huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in.
2: I mean, if you have to talk to Google to rig the searches of people who are curious about climate change and its possible causes, and you are directed to only one narrative, that of the world's elites, the left, then Google is is nothing more than a tool of the state. Like Facebook, and like Twitter, and like YouTube have been. It's pretty. It's pretty grotesque, isn't it? It's really, really grotesque. This is Jacinda Ahern. Uh, her her last name should be A-Hole but anyway, Jacinda Ahern is the uh, Prime Minister of um, of New, Zing- New Zealand, the country I used to respect. Talking about uh, this is at the United Nations. Talking about disinformation, which is, by the way, anything that disagrees with any left leaning government of the world.
7: This week, we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits. To help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online. Now,
2: you can't expose yourself to alternative views. That's what they're telling you. I mean, does anybody in the audience, is anybody cool with that? I mean, unless you're a radical leftist who just loves to worship at the altar of of communism. Uh, Other than that...
7: ...that we must as leaders address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted
2: yeah and uh, and when i heard the word disinformation i immediately all the bells and whistles went off, and it meant that anything you disagree with the government on is disinformation. And you should be freaking terrified because that mindset left 100 million people in body pits last century. Now, coming up, the uh, the enemy's list, uh, Fed-backed censorship machine and the 29, uh, 20 news sites it went after uh, in the 2020 election. That's coming up. Your calls welcome, 800 6680 This is the Rob Carson Show show
0: there's only one cure for americans who are sick and tired of being sick and tired i'm gonna give you hope vote democrats out it's the rob carson show so just a few minutes ago i
2: played uh, audio from a u.s a uh, u.n representative Melissa Fleming, and uh, she was actually, uh, September 19th through the 23rd, they had a big old meeting in New York called Tackling Disinformation at the Sustainable Development Impacts meeting. So the United Nations, right now their biggest item on their agenda is shutting down those who disagree with the government. I'm not screwing around here. I'm not screwing around here. I'm not making this up. I'm not meaning to be pejorative. This is true. And if you are a a reasonably intelligent person, you will see it. Tackling disinformation. Disinformatia. Disinformatia. Words of Joseph Stalin. Oh, listen to this. This is uh, from uh, Convention of States Trafalgar Group. Woo! Love these guys. Seventy percent of us say that skyrocketing food prices are motivating to vote in the midterm. My wife, uh, she got mad at me this weekend for spending so much at the grocery store. And I said, did I buy anything different? You no. Know, she kind of looked at it. No. I said, well, it's because grocery prices are stupid expensive right now. And, you know, and it is. It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Majority of voters say their motivation to vote in the 2022 most uh, impacted by grocery prices. When people can't feed themselves, then, uh, you know, ugly things happen. 68.3% of voters say the increase in the price of groceries impacting their motivation. 51% said their motivation has increased very much. 17% says their motivation has increased somewhat. Somewhat. Things are coming. Oh, uh, and this is uh, the, the actual embodiment of what I just told you about misinformation. Gavin Newsom signed a bill that would enable medical boards to discipline doctors who are believed to spread misinformation about COVID-19. The new legislation could punish California physicians and surgeons who don't toe the line with revocation of their medical license. Can you believe this? After that, son of a bee shut down the state. After that, son of a bee closed down like people's gyms where people could go work out. That son of a bee shut down restaurants. And literally in Hollywood, shut down a restaurant while uh, next door there was a film being made and they left them open. It, it's, it's, remar- it's remarkable. It's remarkable and disgusting. Assembly Bill 2098 provides that the dissemination of misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19 by physicians and surgeons to a patient under direct care constitutes unpresidential conduct, un- unprofessional conduct. So if you're a doctor in California and the government says you have to treat your patient according to our rules on COVID, how do you feel about that? Because if I were you... I'd fight this for everything I'm worth or GTFO of California, to be quite honest. It only applies to discussions directly related to COVID-19 treatment within a direct physician-patient relationship. It only applies when you're talking to your patients. Oh, yeah, Uh, COVID dictators like Gavin Newsom kept people from being with their elderly loved ones as they died, as they died alone as governors moved people with COVID into nursing homes, which resulted in the wholesale deaths of people who were the most vulnerable. And now Gavin Newsom is saying that that modus operandi, that thought process, is correct. And if you disagree, you are a disseminator of disinformation or misinformation, and you need to lose your license. Are you out of your mind? This should mean a, an immediate impeachment and removal from office by this governor. The Federation of State Medical Boards released a statement warning that physicians who engage in dissemination of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation or disinformation r- risk losing their medical license. Well, by the way, uh, they said the COVID vaccine would keep you from getting it. That is now misinformation. Existing laws for the licensure and regulation of physicians and surgeons by the medical board and the Osteopathic Medical Board of California noted this. The bill would dis- designate the disinf- the des- disinformation, Dissemination. Too many dis-words. I'm being dissed by diss-words. Dissemination of misinformation or disinformation related to uh, so SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus or COVID-19 is unprofessional conduct. I would leave that state now if I were a doctor. Kevin Kiley, Republican member of the California State Assembly, wrote, On Friday, Newsom took a sledgehammer to the First Amendment by signing a medical censorship bill. The court will strike down AB 2098 in short order. I hope so, because otherwise, it's all over. Epidemiologist uh, Tracy uh, Hogue said, wow, well, Newsom signed AB 2098, the physician misinformation bill into law, and the text of the former bill, now law, already ironically contains misinformation. It says, unvaxxed are at 11 times greater risk of dying for COVID, that number is actually five. So even the bill is misinformation. Dear God in heaven, we gotta fight this with all we're worth. The uh, 20 fed Fedback censorship sites coming up next. Don't go
0: anywhere. The people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. In other words, we're done. We are done,
2: done, done with CRT. We are done with uh, transgender nonsense and the uh, uh, the sexualization of our children. We are done with the open border. We are done with federal spending. We are done with COVID restrictions and nonsense. We are done with the rejection of common sense, and we are going to curb-stomp. I was told, I really shouldn't use that word. Cause it's... Now, we're going to curb-stomp the hell out of the Democrat Party and those who perpetrated all these abuses and usurpations on you and me. Uh, I was introduced... Uh, last week and i've heard the name jordan peterson before uh and and i was i was interested in in jordan peterson because uh so many on the left who want, want to shut him down which says to me that he probably has some things that make a lot of sense that he, that he's probably spot on with everything and i've ordered his uh, book it's 12 rules for life and I'm, I'm sharing it in my household and i hope that others will read it because i think it's fascinating I think it's really really fascinating uh, about a lot of things personal responsibility the role of men in society the role of women in society uh, being very open-minded but at the point also recognizing that the reason why we exist as we do and as we have through history is because it works and we screw some, some things up but I thought it was fascinating I want to share some sound bites if I get to of his interview with John Stossel which I posted on uh, social media over the weekend it's really good It's really, really good. So uh, we'll get to that. But uh, the federal government backed a censorship machine, according to uh, Just the News. John Solomon, who's a great journalist, by the way, uh, this story broke on Friday. Um, A private consortium reported election misinformation to tech platforms during the 2020 election season in consultation with federal agencies targeted several news organizations in its dragnet. This is true. It has already been discovered that the FBI was working with Facebook, working with Twitter and YouTube to censor to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story six weeks out from the election. This should be the story that ends the FBI's existence. I absolutely believe that. This agency is so bleeped at this point. It needs to be figuratively blown up and restarted. It is so beyond corrupt. It is worse than I could have ever, ever imagined. It is worse. I used to, I used to talk about this show, Enemy of the State, this movie. With a Gene Hackman and Will Smith, I thought that was so, who would be so heartless that they would go after people, innocent people, just to jail, just to si- silence them. And then I went, holy hell, we have so many agencies in our government who do that. And so many, so many slavishly dedicated, sycophantic partisans in private industry, they'll go along. It's like you're on a railroad. Would you mind giving some people a, a, a rides in their train cars to these little camps that we have? Would you, would you help? Well, sure, there, sir. We'll help you ride out. Oh, he's being inflammatory. No, not really. Not not one little bit. Here are some of the organizations. Just the News, New York Post, Fox News, Washington Examiner, Washington Times, Epic Times, Breitbart, among 20 most prominent domains across election integrity incidents that were cited in tweets flagged by the Election Integrity Partnership and its collaborators. Oh, yeah, the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN also appeared on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, they were referred to as uh, facts, fact checks. That played a corrective role against misleading narratives. Did you hear what I just, how I just brought together the last half hour I've been on the radio into this moment? Did you hear what I just did about misinformation and disinformation? How important it is that you pay attention? The report identified 21 most prominent repeat offenders of misinformation on Twitter, all of them politically classified as, quote, right. Actor James Woods left, led the group, followed by the Gateway Pundit. Which I love, by the way. Oh, and you know what? They are just in They've been going at the Gateway Pundit for a long time. And the Gateway Pundit is way ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. You know why? Because they're not afraid. Who else? Donald Trump Jr.? President Trump himself, who was stricken from social media. Remember when that happened? The report emphasized 15 were verified by Twitter. Repeat offenders of election misinformation on Twitter, according to the Election Integrity Partnership. Yeah. Apparently the consortium had a 35% success rate getting flagged, content removed, throttled, or labeled. Oh, I'd say it was much higher than that because President Trump got banned completely. The DHS, the ones who created the Department of Disinformation, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the State Department, and liberal groups such as the Democrat National Committee also flagged purported misinformation through the consortium. No news organization should be subjected to an enemy's censorship list, according to John Solomon. It's even more egregious that this censorship machinery was prodded, aided, and sanctioned by the federal government. And I'll just say it. Do you know why I think the 2020 election was stolen? Because I'm not stupid. And anybody who says, you are a denier, and you know what, that's the big lie. Tell them off. Just tell them you're, you're full of it. I have no time to discuss this any further with you. You've said that my belief that global warming slash climate change is false. You said that the science is settled. Well, it's very clear that the science is settled with regard to federal agencies working with big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party. The evidence is overwhelming. Listen to this. This is according to John Solomon. Uh, how is this any different from what happens in Communist Party-controlled China? Oh, no, that's Jim Hoff from Gateway Pund. Apologize. The scary thing is the EIP is the only single office within the greater government-wide Ministry of Truth. We noticed a massive drop-off, and around the 2020 elections, it got really bad. This is Gateway Pundit. After January the 6th, paired with apparent increasing left-wing bot activity, that's according to Turning Point USA uh, founder Charlie Kirk The consortium apparently relies on innuendo and insinuation to implying we are not trustworthy and thus should be censored. Interesting. We are in the middle of what many would say, this is Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch, of what many would call, and I would call, the Great Suppression. He was suspended by Twitter for several months after commenting on hydroxychloroquine, which I used to defeat uh, COVID, by the way, quite handily. Censorship is a civil rights issue. Not only do we have the right to speak, we have the right to petition the government and to be free from retaliation. Governor Newsom, listen to this. The number of incidents, combined tweets and retweets, 870,000. The Gateway Pundit led the pact. It is estimated and it is an estimated right, left Uh, Spread of uh, 99.92% right, meaning the proportion of original tweets made by influential users classified on the ideological spectrum, it means that basically uh, conservatives were targeted. Duh. Duh, duh, duh. Duh. And now listen to this. This is according to the Gateway Pundit. The FBI was running operative the Capitol Police were running operative. ATF was running operatives. The feds were running operatives in the Proud Boys. The feds were running operatives in the Oath Keepers. CNN now reporting that federal officials are offering training on violent confrontations this election day. The federal officials are worried about election day violence. Why is that? Why uh, is Joe Biden saying that MAGA Republicans are violent even though they've committed no acts of violence? And January 6th was infiltrated by the FBI and 14 left-wing groups. Why is our MAGA Republicans be- being declared the enemy of the state? It's like they're kind of expecting there to be violence on Election Day. It, it, what it says to me is they're planning on doing the same SH that they did during the last election. But this time, if you try to speak out or you try to react, they're going to beat you down. I'm not, I'm not messing around here. This is the same government that just approved 87,000 armed IRS agents in a bill that they called inflation reduction. This is going to get really real in a big hurry, and you better be ready for it, guys. Keep your powder dry. I'm not saying you need to arm yourself. I'm just saying don't react. That's what I'm saying. You're better off. uh, You are better armed physically and intellectually than the left and morally. Keep your powder dry. Now, November the 3rd of 2020, hundreds of thousands of late-night ballots mysteriously dropped at 3 in the morning. Shoving stacks of ballots into the counting machines numerous times, blocking GOP observers from counting rooms, abusing and threatening GOP observers in counting rooms. Late-night ballot drops in vans, flipping votes from Biden to Trump on national television. Uh, uh, five battleground sta- battle states stopping vote counting until the next morning when overwhelmingly Biden votes came in by the millions. Now the feds are worried about election violence. This is a clear signal that the FBI is plotting a new assault on the American people. Federal officials are offering state and local officials training to safely de-escalate confrontations with voters that could turn violent ahead of November's midterm elections. Why would we we be violent right now? The writing on the wall says we're going to kick the Democrats' ass. Uh, According to an email to election workers obtained by CNN... The move undermines the level of concern ahead of upcoming elections and comes in response to a steady stream of violent threats and harassment that election officials have faced since 2020. Nonsense. The training includes non-confrontational techniques for dealing with angry voters. Why would we be angry? Because we're going to win the election because the American people, even 70% of us, say we're going to vote because of the price of groceries against Democrats. Oh, you see, the only way we'd react violently is if the election were stolen when we know that we clearly have a mandate this election see as well as how to determine if an emergency response is needed an emergency response It's amazing what can happen when you when you declare an emergency you can make people get vaccines all sorts of stuff or if, uh, if a law enforcement uh, should be alerted, the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security agents said in an email this week, they're the same agency that created the Department of Disinformation, by the way. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and bleep with the election. And then if you speak out, if they're able to do that, uh, then they're going to shut you down, uh, possibly with the use of law enforcement, maybe even the military, if you disagree with the election being stolen. Kind of weird that way, right? Yeah. Pardon me, I had to cough. Kind of strange that way. Just want you to know that's what you're up against. Oh, oh, and, and remember remember when Joe Biden did that speech in Philadelphia where he said that the GOP, they were uh, mega, mega fascists and all that? Well, his speech actually caused this, uh, a violence around the country, including the murder of uh, a young man, an 18-year-old boy. Shannon Brandt was originally charged with criminal vehicular homicide in the running over of Kaylor Ellingson. Kaylor is a, a a young Republican, and uh, apparently, uh, they had charged him with um, uh, criminal vehicular homicide. Now they're going to charge him with murder because apparently, when he was on the phone with nine one one, he uh, he said that uh, he says, "Am I going to get a? Am I going to go to jail? Am I going to prison?" turns out that um, he didn't just hit uh, uh, this young man. He, uh, the, the injuries showed he ran over them numerous times. Ran over them numerous times. And, and it was all over a political argument. The young man, uh, Kaler Ellingson, ni- 18 years old, uh, who was run over by this murderous leftist, Shannon Brant, uh, apparently they had a political argument And then uh, this man, this murderer who was drunk, uh, he said that, yeah, he was calling his friends, apparently, to uh, rustle up a posse to come after me. Uh, Well, it turns out that this young man only called his mom. And he was murdered. And he was released on bail. And now the charges have been up to murder. And he's going to go back to jail. If I were the father of this 18-year-old man, uh, Shannon Brandt would never make it back to jail. I mean that with every ounce of my being. If that were my son, my 18-year-old son, and that man was released on, on from jail, $50,000 a month, he wouldn't go back to jail. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: It now. What is one of the main drivers, other than the economy, for um, uh, uh, sane people to vote Republican this election? Well, that would be crime. Now, in the last week, pundits and the, the mayor of Philadelphia, among others, uh, have been trying to say this is laughable. It's just freaking laughable. That Democrat leadership in in Democrat cities has not resulted in this explosion of violence in these cities, and that literally saying, "Oh yeah, Trump uh, Trump cities are much worse." You're high. You're absolutely wrong. And everybody gets. It. Everybody sees that bastions of Democrat policies are bleeped. San Francisco, Seattle. Uh, Portland, I've got some audio from Portland and Seattle. The mayor of uh, of Seattle literally deleting all of her texts because, uh, you know, she was convinced that 2020 was been a, being a sun, summer of love. She's about to get her, her ass sued off, and she should. But, you know, the left is going to try and silence you. They're going to try and say that, oh, no, no, Republican cities are the ones. You know better because Republican cities, like the one that I live in, uh, we have concealed carry, and we've not had a smash-and-grab robbery. And we don't have homeless people shoving people onto railroad tracks like New York City. We don't. But here is uh, Tiffany Cross of MSNBC, and she's saying that if you say that there is uh, an increase in crime around the country, uh, then you are clearly a racist.
4: Republicans are resorting to their tried and true method of fear-mongering and race baiting by focusing on crime. Take a listen.
2: Meet Mandela Barnes. She's saying by focusing on the outrageous crime that has blown up in cities, Democrat-running cities around the country, it's racist. Different kind of Democrat, so different.
8: His heroes? People like Alexandria Ocasio court says Rashida Tlaib Ilhan Omar
0: they support ending cash bail putting criminals back on the street so does Mandela Barnes he wrote the bill said courts could not rely on all of this is true by the way your number or gravity of crimes to keep someone behind bars releasing dangerous criminals into our communities Mandela Barnes a different Democrat Now that's actually true a dangerous Democrat
4: <laughs> a different kind of Democrat now What the ad is truly saying is that Mandela Barnes would be Wisconsin's first black senator.
2: Now, you're wrong, because you only see color, because you're a racist tool.
4: So it's not necessarily a dog whistle we hear. That sounds more like a bullhorn to me.
2: I swear to God, why does she still have a job? Oh, well, I guess I probably know. What utter, utter nonsense. Utter, disgusting nonsense. Nonsense and I'm gonna get into this possibly next hour and the real crisis that I've been saying for 30 years in this country is the inner-city black community and I want to do everything I can to save another generation from going down this road but this racist tool on MSNBC wants to continue the same crap oh this is Mandela Barnes the the person in uh, in question running uh, for office in uh, Wisconsin listen to Mandela Barnes
8: and last year we celebrated 400 years since the, well, you can use celebrate, but we acknowledged the 400-year anniversary of the unwilling, unlawful arrival of enslaved Africans in Jamestown, Virginia, and we know. Oh, that sounds like 1619 project stuff. That in that 400 years, uh, we're still waiting for our moment for America to be great. You know,
2: we still- oh, somebody better tell MLK that and uh, George Washington Carver and Oprah Winfrey and all those people because they clearly could have done much better if we weren't so racist. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: They called us deplorables. Well, we're not take it. They shut down our country.
1: No, we ain't gonna take
0: it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Oh, Is our response the Rob Carson show last hour of the Rob Carson show
2: right ahead we've got a bunch of things I want to get to. I want to introduce you to uh, someone and and maybe I'm late to the party on this uh, who I find is um, uh, very impressive Jordan Peterson uh, talking about personal uh, responsibility and what's going to make you happy in your life and I'm going to tell you um, I've seen this happen in my life to be quite honest in the last uh, couple of years uh i've had an amazing transition no i'm not a girl now stop it don't even go there gotta be an ugly woman i mean nothing against uh women who are six one about 250 pounds with uh large hands and feet nothing you know if that's you that's perfectly fine i wouldn't be a pretty woman i mean you'd have to paint my eye eyelids with probably a wagner power painter because you know i'm large i'm i mean i'm not like obese large i'm large i'm big i'm a big unless you really like Large women, you know what, maybe you do, maybe you do, maybe you do. But anyway, that's uh, that's not it. But I did have some changes in my life the last couple of years that have been pretty uh, pretty amazing. And in that truth, uh, there is uh, freedom. There is freedom. We'll get to that. But you know, it's a new month. It's October. So we got to whip out our Halloween parodies. Here's one about the Crooked Biden family in Washington, D.C. They're crooked and
1: they're seedy. Scrupulous and greedy for cash, they're all too needy. The Biden family. No
2: investigation driving and extortion.
1: They've amassed a fortune since last they year. late term abortion. The Biden family. Bubba, bubba Big I received billions for payoffs in the billions. And now they're spending trillions. The Biden family. Son Hunter is in a hole He's on China's payroll. Should jail him without parole and throw away the key. That's what yeah. I'm
6: telling you. You're not getting a billion dollars. If huh. the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money.
1: To power, they're addicted. <laughs> they should be convicted. From the White House, be evicted. The Biden family.
2: And think about all the stuff that's happened since the, that song parody last year and this month. The first. The first month of our uh, syndication. Of this radio program, actually it was September, but anyway, you get the you get the point. You get the point. lago has been raided. Uh, Trump supporters have been targeted. The FBI has done D word for Richard about Hunter Biden and his laptop, and and uh, what else? Uh, Joe Biden, uh, got, you know, he got rid of the Keystone XL, and now there's uh, uh, some sabotage of uh, two pipelines run by uh, Russia, and they have no uh, no uh, at all interest whatsoever in blowing up their own pipelines. But Joe Biden did. Other than that, nothing really has happened. It's been a great presidency since then so there there you go there you go i had mentioned it by the way um I think Mandela Barnes is going to get creamed by, uh, by uh, uh, Ron Johnson in the state of Wisconsin. And I had played this soundbite for Mandela Barnes and I believe, I honestly believe and This is, this is um, something I'm telling you about. I said, the reason why the class of 1968 is going to go down in flames, unless they're able to muster military support or police support to put down uh, conservatism and a conservative victory in November Um, uh, that, 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 the, the reason why the class of 1968 is going to do a face plant is because Americans don't hate America. They tried and they've been trying for 50 years to get you to hate America. Everything from, you know, taking down anything associated with Christianity uh, in classrooms, any sort of prayer, pre- Pledge of Allegiance, any sort of prayer on football fields, uh, tear down statues of uh, historical figures, say that we're, uh, we're a, a terrible, terrible nation uh, run by slave owners, the whole deal, even though most of us are uh, the children of Im- immigrants like me. My family didn't arrive until after the uh, turn of the century, last century, we were not associated in any way, shape, or form whatsoever with slavery. That said, here is Mandela Barnes' vision of America.
8: And last year, we celebrated 400 years since the well, you can celebrate, but we acknowledged the 400-year anniversary of the unwilling, unlawful arrival of enslaved Africans in Jamestown, Virginia.
2: Even Bill Maher said, yeah, didn't the African chiefs of the tribes capture their own people and
8: sell them? And he was right. And we know that In that 400 years, uh, we're still waiting for our moment for America to be great. You know, we still don't comprehend that kind of campaign slogan because it's meaningless to us as a community. It's meaningless to us as a race. Now, this
2: is... um and I've said from the get-go, nobody seems to get this, that when you say that you have no chance because of institutional racism, you are whizzing on the greatest people who've ever lived in world history, and they are almost exclusively from the United States. If you go and you Google greatest black people in the history of the world, it'll send you to 100 greatest African-Americans. It'll send you to mostly uh, uh, people who lived in America, Jackie Robinson, uh, Medgar Evers, Harriet Tubman, Oprah Winfrey, Frederick Douglass, Rosa Parts, Martin Luther King Jr., among others, they were uh, Muhammad Ali. These were world-changing people who just happened to be black people. And it looks like to me that America, despite its uh, uh, imperfection, uh, and by the way, slavery was the way of the world uh, in, back in 1776, although slavery had been outlawed before the Declaration of Independence in many of the U.S. colonies. So thought you should know that. But it looks like the, the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind has also cranked out the most incredible people of color the world has ever seen. So your argument there, I just destroyed, I just destroyed that. And instead of being proud of Martin Luther King Jr. or Oprah Winfrey or others, and we should be, I am, the left is a chosen to just skip over them, act like they never even existed. It really is. Honestly, it is a an infantilization of people. It is a uh, erasing of history. It is a an attempt to cover up bad policies by the left, which have destroyed the black family, which have caused uh, forty to sixty to eighty percent abortion rate in inner cities, eighty percent fatherless homes in inner cities, uh, and a crime rate that is un, uh, unprecedented in American history. And I really hate to tell you, and you're going to hate to hear this you see i 've been involved in fostering and adopting children and uh, preventing child abuse, and i 've also been an advocate for kids of color in inner cities turning around the generations of dependency and violence that have afflicted the uh, the, the the black community since the '60s i 've been working that for thirty years, and so far i 've seen about two generations continue. <laughs> the path, the path to poverty, the path to fatherless homes, the path to death before you've even had a chance to live in places like Chicago and Ferguson, Missouri and uh, East St. Louis and uh, and uh, where else. I mean, you name it. I mean, you go to any, any city in America. Chances are if it's an MLK Boulevard or, or maybe a Malcolm X Boulevard, it's going to be the highest crime place in the city, and there's going to be a Planned Parenthood there. Thought you should know. And then we heard, uh, what was it, Christopher Cross. No, and I wouldn't want to associate him. Tiffany Cross. Christopher Cross is awesome. Tiffany Cross said that uh, if you talk about crime in in America and and, uh, uh, cities run by Democrats, it's racist. Well, let me see here. Amir Garvey, 20, of Pennsylvania, arrested and charged with carjacking, carrying a firearm, uh, and in retaliation to a crime of violence. Uh, This in, uh, where is this? This is Philadelphia, suburban a guy went out into the suburbs and uh, sneaked up and tried to uh, carjack a car in a city that has seen 700 carjackings, no, 1,000 carjackings so far. Um, Here in uh, Philadelphia, there's an 82-year-old man, had his uh, truck stolen by two young men, uh, and he was attacked, forced to the ground. They uh, they said, give us all your money. They grabbed his keys and a, a gift for his wife. Oh, oh, the Wawa store. I forgot about the Wawa store. Yeah, kids as young as 10 join a mob of 100 looters who storm the Philadelphia Wawa in a chaotic raid as robberies in the city grew 40%. Oh, and then all the smash-and-grab robberies in L.A. And uh, and uh, let's see where else, in Seattle and Portland and all that. Uh, and and you, what people are afraid to say is that they're being committed, not exclusively, but by and large, by kids of color. That makes me a racist, Right. Or does it make me somebody who has really given a crap about them when Democrats haven't for the last 30 years of my life? It sickens me. Go to AdoptUSKids.org. Just go there. Look at the breakdown demographic of the kids who are in foster care. Just do that on your own. Do it on your own. I'm not even going to comment. Just do it on your own. See what else? Five high school football players shot leaving a scrimmage in Philadelphia. One dead. Five teenage boys just leaving a football game. Four thirty Eastern on Tuesday. Light green Ford Explorer reportedly waited outside a junior varsity football scrimmage at Roxborough High School in northwestern corner of Philadelphia. Police say when the players began exiting the field, multiple people got out of the SUV, started opening fire. There were reports of five gunmen, all of whom were believed to be minors, firing anywhere between 60 and 70 rounds at junior high kids. 17-year-old was struck in the arm and leg. 14-year-old, a 15-year-old hit in the leg. 14-year-old had a graze wound. Nicholas Elazad of Havertown was struck in the chest, was raced to Albert Einstein Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. Elizad was reportedly a student at nearby Saul High School of Agricultural Services, which does not field a football team. He played for Roxborough instead, and he was murdered. He was 14 years old. Philadelphia School Superintendent Tommy Watlington Sr. declared himself to be personally disturbed and, quite frankly, angry by this senseless act of violence. And, by the way, the perpetrators and uh, most of the children involved were uh, kids of color. Where are their parents? Where's mom and dad? Why do they have guns? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? But all the left can do is call you racist. All the left can do is say that this crime isn't happening. You heard Tiffany Cross and Dear God in Heaven, I don't know about you, but I would fight and die for kids of any color if they're going through this, and particularly black kids in inner cities who have been doing this, Forever. And they are a product of a broken system, a broken ideology, and all that comes with it. And it's sickening, and it's time to stop it. Donald Trump said, What have you got to lose to black Americans? And he was right. And this election, it's more true than ever. And if I hear the word racist at me, I'm done with you. I'm done with you if you say that. Because all I have is concern and love for children of any color. And when I see another generation going down this path to an early grave, then by God in heaven, you're not going to silence me by yelling things that I am not and when people like Mandela Barnes say the same talking points as the left then they need to be they need to be beaten beaten soundly because I don't know about you but I'm done with this generational death and chaos that's happening in American inner cities and it's time we all came together We may disagree on a lot of stuff. You may disagree with me on abortion or exactly where abortion should be, and all that. That's fine. But things that we can't agree on, we love the country. It's the best place in the world to live, and there is a crisis in the black community in inner cities, and we've got to do something positive so these kids can live fulfilled and awesome life, and realize a life of thuggery and crime and violence and misogyny is so inferior to. Growing up and becoming a productive uh, uh, member of society and being responsible for your own actions and and then having a family and a wife and kids you love, it's glorious, it's glorious. There's nothing better. There's nothing better in the world. Coming up, I'm going to share some uh, some words from a a philosopher and a psychologist who uh, you may or may not have heard of, and I think you're going to enjoy it. That is coming up on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important
4: is
2: you said the truth.
0: It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: Oh, by the way, the CDC says you might need a high dose seasonal influenza vaccine this year yeah kind of it's a flu zone apparently is a high dose quadrivalent is a four component flu vaccine because i guess all those uh, those covid vaccines destroyed your immune system but what is the secret to the new uh, flu zone high dose seasonal influenza vaccine
1: Ancient Chinese secret. That's what they're It
2: could be. That could be the the thing. Ancient
1: Chinese secret. I don't know. You know,
2: kind of, I guess, was the same thing that COVID uh, vaccine was made from.
1: Ancient Chinese secret. There you
2: go, because, you know, COVID came from China and everything. Oh, by the way, um, Anthony Fauci's agency that uh, paid the Wuhan Institute to do gain-of-function research has just been awarded more money. That's what I've said about uh, insult to injury. <laughs> After all the bullcrap that we went through with, uh, with COVID, Fauci's giving them money again. The Chinese are going to end up with money again to develop uh, viruses. I wish I were kidding. Oh, uh, further, just real quick here. Um, here's the headline. The birthplace of liberty is a cesspool. Philadelphia, more than 750 people shot since Memorial Day. <laughs> this year, I know, I know. This summer, it, it's it's amazing. 14-year-old football player murdered last week at a, at a scrimmage. Uh, the crime wave hasn't spared anybody. One incident the last week, seeing a Temple University grad murdered by a, a masked man while walking on the street. Just this kid. I mean, if I was that that young man's father, I'd be b- beside myself. 100 uh, children, as many as uh, as young as 10, ransacked the Wawa store. See what else. Oh, this is, a, according to some witnesses, progressive policies are being soft on crime, only continues to destroy the, uh, the city, according to an irate citizen taking to Twitter after the uh, Roxborough High School uh, or JV football players were shot. But I'm sure the Dems will continue to complain about it and still vote Democratic. Another person said, sickening to see kids walking out of football practice get shot dead in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the Attorney General and the District Attorney in Philadelphia, uh, A.G. Josh Shapiro, has long been accused of being soft on crime. He's running against Doug Mastriano, and Doug Mastriano is going to beat his ass in the election. Quote me on that. Unless they try to steal it. The peeved uh, poster went on to say that... uh, uh, oh, oh, and then there's this DA, this Philly DA Krasner, one of the woke DAs bankrolled by uh, George Soros, put $1.7 million into his re-election last year. And uh, and uh, by the way, A.G. Shapiro has done little to address the recent wave of incidents while sam- simultaneously touting himself as tough on crime. Don't be fooled, guys. Don't be fooled. The only way we're going to turn this around, this crisis in the inner cities, is to completely... Uh, blow up and reinvent the Democrat Party, or just let it disappear into the uh, pages of history, because it has always been uh, a tool of oppression. I-, I try to think of what good the Democrat Party ultimately has done for the for the country, and now I'm beginning to ask that of the FBI, to be quite honest. The introduction of Shapiro has uh, worsened matters, combined with lingering unrest stemming from coronavirus lockdowns and restrictions. Hate to tell you, one citizen wrote, but th- bad things do happen in Philadelphia. Trump was right about that too. Another poster, born and raised in Philly, taught there for twenty plus years, would say, "Dim policies destroyed the city. Crime-ridden disaster. Can't even safely take a walk. Can't drive. Carjackings up seventy percent. City is a joke. Same's happened in Baltimore, by the way." Where Wes Moore is running against Dan Cox. Dan Cox is the, and nobody thinks Dan's going to win. And why not? Why wouldn't he? Because uh, Larry Hogan's the ex-governor, or is soon to be ex-governor of uh, Maryland, and he's such a tool, uh, destined to get a job on MSNBC, that he's literally fighting against Dan Cox in Maryland. My my endorsement isn't worth anything, but I'm 100% by Dan Cox. Um... Maybe it's not worth anything to you. I, if it is, great. I don't care. I'm not here to do that. But Dan Cox, uh Carrie Lake, Doug Mastriano, hell yeah. Because you have the potential of becoming Florida or Michigan. What do you want? What do you want? I... uh Like I said, I live in Johnson County, Kansas. Don't plan on living on Johnson County, Kansas the rest of my life. I moved here for a job. Uh, Fortunately, I was moved here right as my my mother was going through her final years on earth, so I was close to her. It was an enormous blessing. The school system here is much better than uh, Maryland when we went to school. Sorry, Maryland. I always heard your schools were the best. My daughter was in fifth grade reading at a third-grade level. Math at a third-grade level. came to Kansas. Kicks butt. You know how many smash-and-grab robberies in Johnson County, Kansas? Zero. You know why? Because, uh, you know, Republicans. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Jordan Peterson Audio coming up next.
0: The Rob Carson Show. Call 1 800 922 6680. That's 1 800 922 6680. We
2: have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline. She is Chrissy Clark. She is a reporter for The Daily Caller, a news track Newsmax contributor, cisgendered female from what I can gather, and <laughs> it has a lot of expertise in this nonsense gender transition crap that's going in schools, and hopefully we're starting to see a change. Uh, Chrissy, welcome to the show. How are you?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. I'm so excited to be here.
2: Yeah, um, This, uh, honestly, has become a little bit... Um, Do you feel like, with regard to uh, transgenderism uh, surgeries, we found out some of the best children's hospitals in America, including Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C., where I did radiothons for a decade, have been participating in uh, gender transition, that be puberty blockers, that be actual surgeries. Do you think that people are becoming aware of this and are finally fighting back, and hopefully this will have a short shelf life, or is it going to get worse?
3: It's really difficult to say because, I think the phenomenon of this gender identity isn't something that people come face to face with. And if they do, they're like, that's nonsense. I don't believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. It's like pretty generally like 60 plus percent of the population agrees with that. But then you ha- it happens to your child. And I think that's a completely different story because once your child becomes part of this gender ideology cult, I think it's really difficult for parents to say no when medical doctors, nurses, clinicians are telling you that if you don't affirm your child's gender, you're putting your child at risk for suicide. And unfortunately, this is happening because of the politicization of of medical standards. And it's,
2: disturbing oh no it's beyond disturbing chrissy and i'll tell you uh the chances of suicide go up exponentially after the gender transition surgery and and i I was thinking about this i was thinking about this you know uh anthony fauci he had all these beagles that they were doing medical experiments on right now i want to, want to ask it if it was just the story here's the story Anthony Fauci's uh, NEIH or whatever NIA or whatever uh, uh, were conducting experiments on beagles where a piece of the beagle's front arm was made into a penis, and, and the beagle uh, the beagle had its uh, the female beagles had their, their row of breasts removed and it began a gender transition. Don't you suppose the left would be in up up in arms? But when it comes to little girls and boys, it crickets.
3: Oh, of course, because, I mean, it's the Gen Z generation where your dog matters more than having a family and kids. <laughs> uh, I'm not shocked about that. And I say that as a proud general Zer. Uh, but, you know, that's just part and parcel of the game right now is that they, the left gets mad so often at things that, Really, like no one cares about, like okay, the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary has the LGBT tag. It's the end of the world, Rob. <laughs> yes. but then you know we're gender mutilating young kids and they're silent.
2: Yeah, well, remember you won't remember this because you're Gen Z or uh, you were born in the '90s, so presumably, um, yeah. uh, you know. I remember when when Silence of the Lambs came out, and uh, you know, remember Kill uh, uh, Buffalo Bill? He would uh, dress like a woman and dance around. Uh, it was all it was. It started then. It was like you can't make a serial killer in to transgender, I'm like, well, why not? I mean, isn't that kind of uh, the ultimate? If you can, you can transgender people can also be serial killers. They can also be, you know, leading actors and whatnot. I mean, honestly, where do you stop here? So this started a long time ago. Then you've got the House rejecting an attempt by Republicans to amend a bill that would bolster mental health care for students because the bill required parental notice and consent before students receiving certain services, including gender identity transition. That was our Congress in Washington, D.C. Why are Democrats so down with parents being kept in the dark and children being coaxed into gender transition and other, and other things?
3: It's just part and parcel of the Democrats' goal to indoctrinate kids at schools separate from their parents. It's, I mean, it's a core tenet of critical race theory. It's a core tenet of Marxism. It's a core tenet of socialism. Um, is to kind of separate those kids off from the state. Sadly, I think the case is, is that you're seeing this done not just at a federal level, not just at the school level, but again, I just really want to harp on these these medical institutions. Sure They're God. supposed to know better. Like I don't expect my government run school to be good at anything, okay, mm-hmm. including informing parents about the <laughs> bare minimum of a child's <laughs> because, identity. I just don't expect them to be good at this. Yeah. But I do expect medical institutions at the most I don't, in the best country in the world yeah. in the history of the world to do the bare minimum and not lie about the effects of puberty blockers to kids puberty blockers are not irrever or are not you know completely reversible, reversible. Yeah. they're yeah. totally ir- there can be just detrimental effects to it yeah. up to and including infertility why is that not talked about to parents it's
2: absolutely why you know it's ridiculous Uh, nobody would say to their kid hey you can't be a fireman you can't be an astronaut but they're completely cool with eight-year-old saying that I want to be a boy when they're born girls and, and honestly it is it is ridiculous and I will uh, go even further Chrissy and I said this on the air any medical professional or is somebody in the psychological field who is down with this uh, it's nonsense nonsense science they should be they should be removed from medicine because of or, yeah. or, or psychology because if they're willing to do this then they're willing to do anything then they're willing to do anything honestly dear God in heaven unnecessary surgeries on prepubescent girls to have their breasts removed and and their uh, and get hysterectomies are you out of your mind this is Joseph Mengele stuff I'm not afraid to mince words here Chrissy this is a, something that has to be stopped and those who partook in it need to be uh, removed from medicine or psychology if they perpetrated this and I would also say this of parents who are down with this misguided as they may be you need some sort of counseling or you need to consider giving your child to a loving relative or uh, adoption I'm not kidding Because if you're willing to go down this road, then you're willing to do anything. I'd like to hear your thoughts.
3: Well, I think a lot of the time parents don't want to upset their already fragile child, so they try to buy into... The, and I'm not here to tell you how to parent, I'm 25 years old. Yeah. What I will say is that from reading the stories of individuals who have gender confused kids, the best thing they've ever done for them is A, move them away from the current school system and yes. the current cult of gender ideology that they're in, and B, take away the cell phones. Unfortunately, you go onto Reddit and kids have access to Reddit on pretty much anything, uh, any sort of phone device, yeah. they can get on there and go to a reddit thread called rtrans where 14 and 16 year olds are talking with full blown adults i mean this is very creepy wow. and they're on there talking about how to best obtain hormones and puberty blockers and how to best obtain a double mastectomy which is removing healthy breasts it's wild what they have access to you got it. and it feeds that of of course it's going to feed that um, idea that what they're doing is right and correct and that they have a community of people and that this online community can serve as a familial. And, this is, and this
2: is why they separate the parents. This is why they say mom and dad are bad. This is why they say that MAGA Republicans, I'm just I'm making a little leap here, but MAGA Republicans are fascists. Uh, you realize uh, MAGA Republicans are also parents. Uh, you, you know, they've got students' uh, surveys. For instance, in Alabama Middle School, a survey had this week asking students about their gender identity and their parents' political leanings.
3: Yeah, well, Rob, I will say if you're... If the Democrats are going to go down the path of saying that MAGA Republicans are extremists built by an online QAnon presence and Fox News or something, (laughs) whatever they say, then they simultaneously, if that's their condemnation of online extremist groups, then they have to be saying the exact same thing about gender ideology, because that is in and of itself a cult that's been created almost entirely from the Internet.
2: Yeah. Chrissy Chrissy Clark, by the way, uh, reporter for the Daily Caller, Newsmax contributor. Several brave members of a high school uh, volleyball team in Vermont took a stand against a trans teammate sharing their locker room. This after the the, uh, trans teammate made an, an inappropriate comment in the locker room while they were changing. Now, apparently what the school district did was give the entire locker room to the trans teammate, and the girls were given an alternate space, which was essentially one bathroom stall. Okay? I like to call what's happened, in women's athletics, with men being able to compete like Leah Thomas, psychosexual assault—it is the same uh, modus operandi. It is the same reaction from women who become victims of it as sexual assault without the physicality. Your thoughts on that?
3: I—I'm a first-wave feminist through and through. You know, I like—I want to be able to live my life happily as a woman, and I don't understand why third-wave feminism has evolved into. Pushing a man that believes he's a woman in front of women—that's <laughs> yes. absurd to me, yes. and it's yes. infuriating. And it's not the world that I want my my future child to come into. I couldn't imagine being told as a parent, "Hey, we have a man that wants to be in the woman's locker room, so we're saying screw you, girls, Unreal. go share a stall." It's yeah.
2: so—it's psychosexual what world? assault. It is psychosexual assault. You look at the women on Leah Thomas' team. They are uh, you know, going through their careers. They spent their entire lives in and out of that pool, busting their asses, doing everything they can to be competitive. And then a failed athlete, junior, decides to come a girl, is allowed into the locker room, and allowed to beat these women in their field that is psycho sexual assault because it results in the same feeling you're allowed to come into a personal area that is private that is safe and then to take over and then leave women sitting there going what just happened what just happened right. to us it is right. very very similar to a what happens when when someone is sexually assaulted without the physicality i'm absolutely serious about this
3: it's it's and leaving that aside, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of psychological issues that are going to take place with this. And the, the kids fearful that speaking out might uh, result in something terrible for them. Yes. But just from a core level, I like, think yes. back to what was most important to me in high school, like college. College is the most important thing in the world, yes. especially in this new age, especially uh, when college has become pretty much like. The bare minimum, which yeah. I don't agree that it should be, but that's no. a different conversation. Yeah. But these kids are thinking about their college scholarships. Now they can't win this correct swim meets to qualify for the correct nationals in order to get these college scholarships because we're putting the feelings of a handful of people over the success of women.
2: Chrissy, yeah. let me ask you this. As a 25-year-old, uh, my son is 23 years old, just graduated from college. I had a discussion with my wife over the weekend about, uh, about anxiety and depression among kids and how it's just massive. It's just massive right now. And I said, yeah. I said, what do you think the cost? And she held up her phone. And I said, yeah, that's part of it. But what happened to this generation of kids because of COVID idi- COVIDiacy, and COVID dictatorship mm-hmm. is so ungodly profound. As someone who presumably maybe was out of college right at the beginning of the pandemic, what are your thoughts on the effects of COVIDiacy uh, versus just being online?
3: Yeah, well, I think it's so interesting, Rob, because I'm a very like outgoing person. I could, mm-hmm. I always joke I could have a great conversation with a wall, and it would be <laughs> just a great conversation. Yes, um, yes, but yes. I couldn't after COVID. After a year and a half of being locked down in Washington, D.C., which I just finally left, I noticed that I wasn't able to keep eye eye contact with people. Mm -mm. I wasn't able to have uh, conversations as easily as I used to. And that's because my whole world became online. And this is talking about somebody who is incredibly extroverted and loves talking to people, right? So my, like looking at it from my own perspective, just my own anecdote, I just can't imagine the impact that this had on people who are not extroverted and have conversations with dogs and walls, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it's got to be difficult for people, and then heighten that with it's trendy online to yes. be socially anxious. Uh, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, Chrissy, I, I'm sorry our time is nigh here, uh, but you, I think uh, you've, you've written some great stuff for Daily Caller. I'm gonna put some of the links uh, to including uh, doctor punishing puberty blockers for kids, help or pushing puberty blockers for kids, helped a district genitalia lesson for kindergartners i'm going to post these on and i'd love to have you on as kind of a rep of uh, of gen x as a conservative i'd love to have you on again sometime
3: thank you so much i'd love to be back on. chrissy
2: where can people find you on social media
3: you can always find me at chrissy clark underscore
2: all right very good have a glorious week and thanks for joining me today you are listening to the rob Ooh. carson
0: show Cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no; we're saying hell no. It's the Rom Carson show. Chrissy Clark's awesome.
2: Want to have her on again soon? Um, so in Canada, they they made it illegal for you to uh, misgender somebody. That's it, called compelled speech, by the way, uh, meaning that the government can compel you through uh, punishment uh, to say what they want to hear, uh, i.e. the bill passed in California that says the medical profession cannot... uh, doctors cannot communicate their own feelings about the treatment of COVID if it differs then from the federal line. They call it disinformation and misinformation. That's how they're doing in California. That has to be turned over. But uh, Jordan Peterson is a fascinating gentleman and uh, and he is Canadian and uh, and I got wind of his stuff about a couple months ago and I, and I really haven't uh, gotten into it but he's, he's quite brilliant and uh, this is what he had to say about um, uh, pronouns and compelled speech.
6: So somebody wants to be Called Z or Zer. why not? I don't care what people want to be called, that's fine, but that doesn't mean I should be compelled by law to call them that. The government has absolutely no business whatsoever, ever, governing the content of your voluntary speech. This
2: goes for administrators at schools who fire professors who don't use the proper pronouns. It's nonsense. It's against the First Amendment.
6: Like, I don't even like hate speech laws. I think they're a big mistake. And that says what you can't say, right? this is what you have to say that's a whole different that's a whole different so you were
0: personally willing to accommodate people if they want to be called something odd
6: we could have a conversation about that and if i was convinced that you knew why you were asking that was actually in your best interest See,
0: he's going down the uh,
2: like reason and thought and common sense approach when the left just says say it or we're going to punish you
6: that, and you weren't just attempting to exercise ideological control over me for reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with you personally then i might consider it in my private conversation just like i would if you asked me to use a nickname for example so but there's a big difference between privately negotiated modes of address and legislatively demanded compelled speech it really has nothing to do with transgender people or except peripherally the transgender issue
2: yep now i'm not gonna have enough time to devote to this i wanted to devote more time to jordan peterson today because uh... there are a lot of the dynamics of what he says that have made a difference in my life uh... after i heard of jordan peterson here he is talking about uh... your rights which is what democrats focus on your supposed rights and your real responsibilities and how responsibility is more important
6: people have been fed this diet of pablum Rights and impulsive freedom for so long. Free tuition.
4: Making quality childcare affordable. You have a right to a
5: living wage.
6: There's a, just an absolute starvation for the other side of the story. There are no rights, technically speaking, without responsibilities. And all we've had for 60 years is a dialogue. About
2: Meaning, if you uh, have a right to have a gun, you should be responsible in ownership of it. But you see, you have a right in this country to have one.
6: About well, rights. Well that leaves a hole on the other side of the story that and it's a hole that that's in people's hearts essentially because responsibility well perhaps that's not more important than rights like i said they're they're part and parcel of the same formula but it's in responsibility that most people find the meaning that sustains them through life what what more important than rights like i said they're they're part and parcel of the same formula but it's in responsibility that most people find the meaning that sustains them through life
2: it's not and that's the exact opposite of what democrats want democrats want to take care of you from cradle to grave they want to control your thoughts they want to control how much you make
6: and happiness it's not an impulsive pleasure those things blow away at the first ill wind But to adopt the responsibility for your own well-being and to try to put your family together and to try to serve your community and to try to seek for eternal truths and to live them that's the sort of thing that can ground you in, in your life enough so that you can withstand the difficulty of life.
2: We're going to have more on this as the week, uh, uh, as the week continues. Uh, it is remarkable the freedom that you have when you live the life that he just said in the last sentence there. Uh, follow me on social media if you want to know more, and I will have more of this tomorrow. Let's uh, take a break, come back, and wrap things up on The Rob Carson Show.
0: to put nancy joe chuck bernie and mitch in a retirement home rest well and rest easy you deserve it it's the rob carson show
2: if you get the chance to uh, check out the podcast today, I think this show was uh, pretty, I mean, it was a good show. And we hit the ground running on, uh, on Monday talking about the coming election, uh, what the Democrats are trying to do to uh, to take it or shut down any discussion or any dissent should uh, they be able to steal it like they did in 2020. Uh, if you want a complete list of uh, places you can get this podcast today or all of them, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. It's October, baby. We're in the home stretch of this election. We got to win it, and we will. We will. God bless you guys. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, don't catch the stupid. See you then.